1: Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold,
2: SNR. It's Blitz. The Blitz. Mm-hmm. The only Blitz. The Steelers Blitz. Blitzen. How many times can I say the word Blitz on a Friday here? Wesley Euler.
1: Hey, what's that What's that there that'll be hanging with Rudolph? Uh, Blitzen. Oh, there it is. Hey, um, when it's third down and the Pittsburgh Steelers on defense and Dick LeBeau was out there, what was going to happen? What were they going to do? Zone Blitz. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, when we run Fire Zone, what is that again? That's a Blitz. Oh, all right. What was that game? It was, it was, like, it was a video game.
2: Oh, it's, NFL Blitz.
1: Football. Oh, man.
2: Uh, you know what they called the Steelers of the 90s with, with Kevin Green and them boys? What's it
1: called? Blitzburg. Why, yeah, don't <laughs> you don't say. You don't say.
2: When we are uh, having some fun on a Friday, <laughs> why are we so goofy, bro? Listen, <laughs> what is our problem? I mean, that's our problem twenty-four-seven, but particularly on a Friday here, particularly when Boatsy's on like two, three hours of sleep. Thanks. Particularly when I am Facts. staring down. Can I just like I'm just excited? To, honestly, I could go to Philly tomorrow. I could hop on the plane. Just give me a couple hours to poke around and eat and have a couple drinks, and then I could hop on the plane and come back home. I mean, other than doing my job. On right, Sunday, right. 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 I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking about the pint that I'm going to have at McGillen's at my old pub. You already got your whole plan up, man. You already got. Can I, can I give you a quick rundown before we get to your lecture I, here, I Professor? Can, can, okay. I, can I please hear? We're supposed to land about 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. which means we'll probably be at the hotel about 4.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you get the escort, yeah. Because we get the, yeah. I mean, yeah, we got to get, gotta, the escort. Yeah, gotta get yeah, off yeah. the plane yeah. normal and none of that. Nope. And, 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 hop right and, and, off the plane and, and y'all y'all the bus. don't do traffic like everybody we else. We don't do traffic like no. everybody else. If there's Philly traffic, I ain't got to worry about that. I got mm-hmm. the police escort from Philly's Finest. So it's at four, four 4.35 o'clock, okay. We'll be, be settled in the hotel. Four blocks away from where we're staying. Four <laughs> that's blocks. Walk, that's walking distance. Oh, that's nothing. Is McGillin's Ale House, which is my favorite spot in Philly. That's my old pub. His, some might say. His
1: old stumping grounds, ladies that and gentlemen. That is my old where watering hole. he would go to, 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 to water his beak with his kits on, right? Because I'm right. sure
2: you watch some of your games, right? Oh, you Okay, know it. okay. You know I'm it.
1: picking up what you're putting down. With a
2: name like McGillens, you know they got love for the footy in it, there. It,
1: it, 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 it sounds like y'all would sing songs and, 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 and drink drinks. Ooh, we just might. Sing songs, do dances, drink drinks? We just might. Oh, man, let's get it.
2: <laughs> so, I'm going to go to McGillens for like a, a early happy hour on Saturday right before the Phillies craziness rolls in. Okay, okay. Just going to get a pint there. Nothing crazy. Going to get a pint at my old spot. And then I'm going to go to Woodrow's. All right? I'm going to hop on the Broad Street line. I'm going to ride down to South Street. I'm going to go to Woodrow's. You're the Broad Street bully. That's what they call you, huh? Uh, That is not what they call me because that is, (laughs) once again, associated with those orange-clad mouth breathers. The one thing from Philadelphia that I do love. Those stinking flyers. But I'm going to get on the Broad Street line, which is, yes, named after those stinking flyers. (laughs) Roll down Broad Street to South Street. I'm going to get off there. I'm going to walk a couple blocks to Woodrow's, which is my cheesesteak spot in Philly. And as we've discussed, there's a lot of good places in Philly to get a cheesesteak. But they're not all created equal, though. But they're not all created equal, and everybody's got their spot. Right, Chris Carter. His is Mama's. Mike Pursuta. If he was in here, he'd be screaming about Pats. You got to go to Pats. Yeah,
1: no, I'm a Max's guy.
2: Moats is a Max's guy. My wife Morgan is is a Jim's gal. All right, my old roommate in college, Brian, who was from Philadelphia, he's a DeLisandro's guy. Shoot, my trainer from Buffalo was a Tony Luke's guy. There there you go, and I'm sure somebody listening or somebody tuning in on the podcast later on is probably a fan of Geno's. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of good play. Ish Kabibbles, Ish Kabibbles, ain't a bad one there. But mine is Woodrow's on South Street, so that's Mm -hmm. where I'm gonna grab a hoagie about six. uh, Yeah, probably about six o'clock. By the time I have classic
1: guy, are you like? A specialty type of hoagie, just whiz wit, baby. Okay, okay. Just give me the cheese, give me the onions. Cause I'm always like back and forth. Sometimes I, I do just regular, and then others like the, I want the pizza one.
2: Yeah, yeah. like I I might put a little ketchup on the side and dip a couple bites in ketchup. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, they have like a cherry pepper mayo condiment at this place. Uh-huh. That's so I might get some of that. You know, dip it in that too. Okay. But just cheese whiz and onions, just just straight up with an order of fries. You know, like uh, like the good Lord intended. That'll be <laughs> like about the good Lord intended. That'll be about six o'clock. All right. And then I'm gonna meet up with our old pal. Can I say his name on these airwaves? I think I, I mean can. technically he worked with the ops, though, right? He does work with the ops, but he's our guy. Yeah, but he works with
1: the ops, man. You think we would ever be on this radio station with anybody that does anything on that station over there? I mean, I would be a hypocrite
2: because I don't. How about say, can I can I, I, mean, I can I, uh, can I can I say his name without saying his name? Am Am, am I allowed to have this hard stance too? Cause you can't, hey, hey, bro. You gotta draw a line. Either you're with us or you against us, bro. I know, but he's he, he's he's my fellow Mountaineer, so we always is own he the same a blue or is he a crip? <laughs> okay, uh, he'd be a crip because blue. I mean, uh, blue, oh, yeah, blue, yeah, and gold, yeah, blue yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that would make me a. crip. a rally, <laughs> our 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 partner, formerly of this parish, who <laughs> he, now works for
1: the ops. He used to be the homie. Now he act like he don't know me. That guy.
2: Him and I are then gonna uh-huh. meet up uh, in South Philadelphia, find a place to watch the Phillies game, and and maybe carry on a little bit with the locals. Shout out to the crowd, man. Though. Yeah, that's that's the that's yeah. the guy. We we got
1: love for the crowd. Even if
2: be with the ops, though, huh? He does you be, be with too, the Ops. Huh? You be over there. Does that mean I'm fraternizing with the enemy yeah, on Saturday night? Yeah, it night? does. Yeah. But hold on, though, we're both on the same team. No, no, no. Me fraternizing nope, with the nope, ops would be like no. me getting together with my old Philly nope. coworkers. Draw a line. That's the ops
1: in the sand. You either with us or you against us, player.
2: <laughs> so that's the uh that's the quick rundown of Saturday night. Pint at McGillen's, Cheese steak at Woodrow's. That's gonna be dope. And though, then bro. fraternizing with the with the crowd man. That's gonna be dope, bro. It that is, is going to be dope. It is. But enough from me, all right? It's not my turn to lay it down. Are you down. Sure it's not your time? It's, it's time. I kind of like when
1: we have these conversations, man. I know. We get to talk a little food, get to talk a little friends and family.
2: That's you what know? it's all about, right? It is, man. That's what it's all about. It's also all about, on a Friday, stepping into the booth with Professor Moats. Let's get as it. As he lays down for us the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers, Eagles, Sunday, 1 o'clock at Lincoln Financial Field in South Philadelphia. Born and raised... It's time for a little five-star Friday.
1: We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us.
2: Five-star Friday.
1: Matchup number one. The energy is there, and I can't wait because this is one of those ones, man, where we're going to need all of these to hit, man, or at least a lot of these to hit for us to be successful. But it starts up front with our captain, the big man, Mr. Cam Hayward versus that really good Ricky out of Bama, Landon Dickerson. Okay, okay. Now, let's be real, man. Landon Dickerson, man, we know exactly who he is. We wanted him. Uh, Second round draft pick, really good player. Was uh, a center coming out, but they're playing him uh, exclusively at guard because obviously they have uh, Jason Kelsey over there. And Landon, man, he plays really well. Plays with really good effort, really good technique and fundamentals. In the run game, man, he moves people.
2: Yeah. But... Yeah.
1: He has been struggling at times in pass protection. Um, That's the one guy that consistently has been their weaker link on offense in terms of just their pass pro and stuff like that. And when you're uh, pairing that with a Cam Hayward, who's coming off of a very impressive performance against the Miami Dolphins, where we really start to see more of that vintage style Cam Hayward, the tackles for loss, the disruption, stuff like that. I just think that he carries that on. And he also understands the sense of urgency in this particular matchup. He knows, hey, we are still very much involved in what we want to be in terms of postseason and things like that, but we cannot keep dropping games that are winnable like they just did last week. So with that being the case, man, I do anticipate Cameron coming out here, man, and just really being on one early and often and dominating this matchup as it pertains to the pass protection part of this. Like I said, it still be a good matchup because Landon is a really good player. Don't get it twisted. Sure. But this is one where Cam... His veteran, his skill level, very similar to when we talked about week one, Cam facing a rookie guard. They can be really good going forward, but I don't respect rookie guards versus Cam Hayward right now, man.
2: Yeah, Cam's had a nice track record so far this season against rookie guards. Let's keep that rolling Sunday afternoon in Philly. Keep keep it rolling. A little Ohio State on Bama crime there in the trenches. Ooh, Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. Well, man,
1: for this second matchup, I'm really excited about this because it pairs a lot of young talent together. Our inside linebackers, where they're talking Miles Jack, but specifically Devin Bush and Robert Splane, because the trio has been playing well, but I really want to focus on Devin right here just because of what he's been doing these past couple of games. Um, Had a chance to, you know, cut up some tape, break down him and yeah this dude is really coming together getting a lot more comfortable out there but that trio of inside linebackers versus Dallas Goddard hmm. the tight end the tight end for Philly that was you know so good has so much potential so much upside that they even moved on from a Zach Ertz who at that time was still viewed as a top five top three tight end in the league Dallas Goddard is their version of a proven Pat Fryer move. He has size. He has combat catchability. He has run-out-the-catchability. He's very athletic. He is a mismatch at times. And I don't anticipate us exclusively having our inside linebackers on him, but there will be times when we run our two men, which we like to do a lot of, That means that both safeties, Minka and Edmonds, are going to have to remain high. That's going to put one of these inside linebackers on Dallas Goddard. Where you're talking cover one, and we love to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick being the low hole defender, reading quarterback's eyes and jumping routes. Well, when we do that, that's going to ultimately put one of these linebackers on Dallas Goddard. Now, Dallas is going to win his fair share, but what we have to have happen is it be extremely competitive. And shoot, man, you don't have to settle. If you can go ahead and beat him out and and keep him, you know, irrelevant – Go ahead and prove that. Heck, yeah. But this is definitely one of those ones where I do think it's going to be a challenge, but I do think that we are up for it because athletically we match up well. We have the guys, and we're going to be able to give him different looks in terms of the different personnel that we're going to use. When it's Robert Splane, it's going to be a Tampa 2 look. That's a different challenge. And it's a different challenge for Jalen Hurts throwing the ball there. Sure, sure. When you're talking about a 2-man, that's a different look. Devin Bush. It turns out how you can athletically run with him and stuff. We saw the Tyree kill play a week ago. That type of concept. And then you have just your regular when it's cover one. All right, you might get Miles Jack. And we know what he brings in terms of his smarts, his ability to play high to low and tackle the catch. So, like I said, man, this is why it's one of the ones that I'm extremely excited to watch. My popcorn is definitely popped, buttered, and readied.
2: I had a feeling that that would be somewhere on the list. You know, Pittsburgh and Philly, they have a couple things in common. Not a lot of things, but a couple. One is the disdain for Dallas. Mm. Yeah. Ain't got true. no love for them stinking cowboys. Because they the Ops. But in Philly, they do like Goddard. Mm. Dallas Goddard. Ooh. Five mm. Star Friday. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. That was my very, Ooh. very corny attempt at a joke. E. Five Star Friday. Matchup number three.
1: All right. So for this third matchup, man, we got to talk about the interior portion of our offensive line. Mason Cole, James Daniels, and Kevin Dodson. Whew. Versus Javon, J, Wobble, Hog, Grave, Mob, oh, Hot Say it ain't M. so. The one that came through and blossomed into a butterfly. And Fletcher Cox might add, let's not forget about him either. Um, yeah. Unique. Situation on the interior part of this offensive line when you're talking about these two players that they're going to be facing. Mason Cole has been really, really good for us this year. A breath of fresh air in contrast to what we, you know, kind of dealt with last year at center in terms of the inconsistency there. James Daniels, he's been inconsistent, but when he's been on, he's been really good for us. Kevin Dotson's continuing to be arrow pointed up. And that's all well and good. And those guys, those three, have had success, but they've also had some struggles, some miscommunication, sometimes getting beat. But they haven't faced the combo like a Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox just yet. Now, those two dudes, man, they are special, and rightfully so. We know Fletcher Cox, man, multiple time, all pro, pro bowler. My dog Javon Hargrave, pro bowler as well, man. And these guys are disruptors, man. Whether you're talking in the run game, they fly off the ball. They pick off pullers. They get TFLs. Whether you're talking in the pass game, they beat – you know, one-on-ones consistently, and they can run games together. They are a handful. The big challenge, though, is making sure that you do not allow them to take over the game. Yes, They're going to make some plays, and rightfully so, but you cannot allow it to be where Kenny does not have any time to sit back and progress and, and process through his reads because what ends up happening now is instead of it just being Kenny going through growing pains or a rookie mistake – now it's he's being sped up because he's not being protected enough. Sure. And sure. that will ultimately force any quarterback into a less than advantageous situation. And with a rookie quarterback, you already don't want to put more on his plate or add to that. But this is one of those matchups where up front, in particular the interior part of this line, it has it has its concerns. So that's why for me, man, I have that at number three on this list, baby. It's gonna be interesting though. It's gonna be interesting.
2: They are they've got some talent there in the trenches, certainly in the middle. And it's productive. On that's that the other part. Line, like yeah.
1: we 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 don't even talk potential with them. That that's our productivity. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, it is. Five Star Friday matchup numero cuatro.
1: Well, of course I was going to stay with the offensive line. So uh, okay. let's keep it going because not only do they have monsters on the interior part. Uh oh. They happen to have monsters on the outside as well.
2: Same church, different pew.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, they're like the next pew over. Like, what up, partner? Hey, y'all think y'all are the only killers in here? Oh, no, we we get out there too. So, um, Chooks and Dan, hello, <laughs> good afternoon. How have you been? Hope all is well, man. I've really been impressed with what both of you guys have been doing this season. I'm loving the way that your effort has been there, getting your technique, every week. your fundamentals. Yep. Um, even when you do give up pressure, you make guys go the long way to win. I can respect that, man. That's 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 a pros pro right there. Y'all are getting better. But we know who's coming to town, or we know whose house you're going to. Um, Robert Quinn, 18 and a half sacks last year, second in the league behind TJ Watt. Stu's a 100-plus career sack guy. Just got traded there. Already has a listed as a starter. <laughs> Surprise. Also, Hassan Riddick, former first-round draft pick out of Temple, former teammate of mine as well, who has finally put it together and has had his multiple double-digit sack yeah, seasons and yeah. has done it at multiple locations as well. And then we already talked about the OG, my partner, though, Mr. Brandon Graham, the six-foot-and-under crew. I
2: knew he was going to be you involved. You better seller. believe it, 2010 man. draft class. Come college. on now, Boy. man.
1: And, and even a guy like Josh Sweat, who, you know, is kind of like the third guy, so to speak, because Brandon Graham is their fourth rusher, but it's like, man, that is a lot of depth, that is a lot of talent, and that is a lot of productivity. Chooks and Dan, Fight like son of guns. Make them have to work for everything. If they get a sack, man, all right, cool. But it can't be they're going for two and three pieces. That's what can't happen out there. I don't care how good they've been or how well they've played this season. You guys are too good at this point right now. We're not saying that y'all are, like, top-notch, but y'all are definitely varsity. And y'all got to keep showing that. you have to keep showing that, hey, man, we don't care that we don't have the bigger name right now. We do all the little things right. We are fundamentally sound. We get that extra half second before the ball is snapped. Watch Chooks every time. Half second before the ball is snapped, he's taking off. You need that. That's still in it. And I like that. But that's detailing your work. This particular matchup, you're going to have to detail it, baby. Yeah. Because these yeah. dudes, man, not only are they talented, not only are they smart, but they are relentless. Some rushers, man, you know how I feel about a Jadavian Clowney. It's like, man, they kind of pick and choose almost like a Mario Williams, right? They're very talented, but it's not every play. They might win, but if the quarterback isn't sitting in the pocket, they're not going to chase after him as crazily. These dudes over here, man, they got that type of relentless effort. The same type, we look at T.J. and we're like, oh, man, he's lined up on this side of the field, and he chases got guy all the way to the <laughs> right, other side to right, make the play. Right. That's what these guys oh, are yeah. doing, man. Yeah, yeah. So that is a they get, different – They
2: get hats to the ball.
1: Yeah, that's a different dynamic. That's a different beast at times than just facing a prolific, skilled no rusher. No doubt. That effort part is is a game changer and they play with that man so that's why i have that as the number four matchup man because it's going to be very critical but obviously that's going to be another very challenging one for us as y'all can see the way the theme goes i like to start them with the really really favorite ones yep get a little murky mm-hmm. and then it's like all right okay we might be underdogging this one right here but let's make it happen
2: all right so you know i've sat in these lectures now with professor moats this is my fifth year I'm going,
1: I'm going, up from, I'm going for
2: my doctorate at this point, all right? Lots of people go to college for seven years, Richard.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're called doctors. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know f- what they said about college? That party last night was awfully crazy. That what was both last it, night.
2: <laughs> <Except> <laughs> if it was a Call of Duty party. You better believe it. If that. we're going on a scale of, uh, of favorable to difficulty... <laughs> I think I might know where this is going. I've got a I've got a good beat on this professor for my uh, you, you, you my do? five years you, you, you in class. Do? But let's see if I'm correct here. Five star Friday matchup number five.
1: All right. So first off, would you like to take your uh, first educated guess on uh, what this matchup could be?
2: Well, <laughs> you talked about Cam Hayward. You talked about the linebackers. You you talked, about the line. uh-huh. you talked about the offensive line. Talked about the offensive line. Yeah. I'm going to guess the New Jersey native, oh. the Eagles fan, oh. Kenny Pickett is involved here somehow.
1: There is a strong possibility that you are correct, my friend. Yeah. Yes, the fifth and final matchup for the five-star matchups is Kenny Pickett versus Eagles secondary. As I talked about in the intro, man, this is a very veteran group. Darius Slay. Dog. James Bradbury. Dog. These dudes been doing this for a while. Talk about CJ Gardner-Johnson. Been Dog. doing it for a while. Avante Max, been doing it for what, four years now, five years now?
2: He ain't getting that love from me.
1: I was about to say, I was wondering if he was going to go there or not. That's I, tried to just, I saved him for the end. But as a whole, not only are they a veteran group, they are a productive group, and they are a very smart group. And they play with this swagger, man, in terms of being able to take the ball away. Now, this is one of those ones for Kenny, man. We've been seeing his growth. We've been seeing his development. The Kenny Nation. Let's ride crowd, man. Y'all should be feeling good because he has shown a lot of positivity. And we are going to need him to continue that. We're going to need him to make some of those throws across the middle of the field like he did to Pat Frymuth. We're going to need him to make some of those throws on the outside like he did to Deontay Johnson. We're going to need him continuing to grow and develop with George Pickens, especially in the red zone. But the challenge here for Kenny is you have to protect this ball. I understand that all the turnovers have been on you. Some have been on the receiver. Some have been on you. Some have been been bad reads. Some have been bad luck.
2: One was just a Hail Mary at the end of the game.
1: But... Regardless of reason, regardless of explanation, at the end of the day, the turnovers are the turnovers. Can't have it. The words of my friend Wesley, they don't ask how, they ask how many. And the problem is, when you give this Eagles team multiple opportunities, they are going to beat you. They do not settle for field goals too often. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. Like I said, they get a ton of turnovers, and they do not turn the ball they've over. Got,
2: they've, they've only uh-huh. turned the Talk ball about over it. twice Talk in six about games. It. Mm-hmm. Twice in six games.
1: Which is very different from what we are saying. Regardless of what we want to excuse, and as we talked about, man, we don't. for me personally, I don't care Yeah. in terms of Kenny throwing interceptions, and I don't care in the sense of – Man, we're trying to point a finger because accountability matters. You move on from it. Bad read, that's that. We're not going to sit here and make it a Deontay Johnson show because now you're falling into not being accountable. You're not going to get better if you're never accountable.
2: And, again, they don't ask how. They ask how many. It's that
1: simple. So this is one of those ones, though, for Kenny where it's like, hey, man, challenge them. Don't be scared of them, but you have to be smart. And I do feel like you need to respect them. And that's the thing where – Is going to be interesting, but if he can make sure that he does not allow those guys, particularly that secondary, to have a turnover, if he can make sure he keeps that clean, I like this a lot. Because we do have talent at the receiver position where they will have some matchup issues, but the thing that they do so well is tips at overthrows. They get them. Tip passes, overthrows, man. Eagles defense, they come down with it. Some people call it opportunistic. I say that they are very fundamentally sound because they're always in the right position. Hmm. When you talk about getting a tip and an overthrow, when you're in the right position, your eyes are going to be good. When you're in the right position, now a pass that was going to be in this particular part of an area or this particular part of a coverage, because I'm where I'm supposed to be, I can get the mess up. I can get the ricochet. And when you have a veteran group like they have... That is a big part of why they're able to be as successful as they are. But for me, man, this is where Kenny, like I said, just has to keep growing and developing, but he has to protect the ball. Indeed. So I guess you do know me a little bit, huh? Indeed. I guess you have been around well, for a little while now. You
2: know, we've. I mean, if we broke it down, the amount of time that we've spent on air together. Bro, it's been a long time. It's been, long- it been a long time. It's been a long time. We're talking months at this point.
1: I was going to say, bro, we done spent a lot of time just just talking. (laughs) Just just chatting. And they say we don't communicate. They say guys can't communicate. Boy, stop. I communicate great. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> one more time, Professor, for those who might have missed it or just want to double-check their notes. Yes, indeed. The yes, five indeed. matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Eagles on Sunday. Numero uno,
1: for those that don't know, that's Spanish number one. Cam Hayward versus Landon Dickerson, the rookie second-round draft pick out of Bama left guard action. Got to get that. Second, or dos, dos, is inside linebackers for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane versus Dallas Goddard. I used to claim us 1AA guys, but, you know, we big-time bougie now, so I I don't don't fraternize with them folk anymore. But this is definitely going to be one of those ones where we got to match up really well, and we got to stand up like big dogs when we are aligned versus Dallas Goddard. Third matchup, the interior part of our offensive line, Mason Cole, James Daniels, and number 69, Kevin Dotson versus mm, the guy that used to be here, Javon Hargrave, and the guy that's really good still, Fletcher Cox. We got to hold up, man. Mm -hmm. Keep it competitive. Fourth matchup or numero quattro, Chooks, for and Dan Moore versus Robert Quinn, Hassan, Riddick, and Brandon Graham slash Josh Sweat. Man, they got a lot of talent, a lot of productivity, a lot of uh, talent at the pass rusher position. But we have to hold up. We cannot allow those guys to make Kenny feel extremely uncomfortable. That can't be the case. And then the fifth and final matchup goes to the guy just said, man. Mr. KP ate the upgrade. Mr. Hell to Pitt. Kenny Pickett.
2: He going to be throwing against one of his old, well, I guess not old teammates, but one of his one Pitt brethren. Bar- yeah, again. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. So Kenny Pickett versus the Eagles secondary, man. Uh, the James Bradbury, the Avante Maddox, the Darius Slays and company. Yeah, man. That is the fifth and final one. But, oh, baby, I can't wait.
2: It's
0: a five-star matchup.
2: Jason tweets us uh, quickly Jason here. Jason Kelsey? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, seems like the Eagles are having some blitz pickup issues, as mozi mentioned. Should the Steelers blitz more than usual in the game on Sunday? I'll be there with my son, who is an Eagles fan.
1: Ooh! Mm. Shout out to the family time. and I, I do understand that feeling, though, because that's how me and my dad are. My yeah, dad was a diehard Cowboys right. fan. I mean, diehard Redskins fan, and I was a diehard Cowboys fan growing up. And it was really just because it was like, yo, he's rest because I'm gonna be Cowboys. My, I've told you before, yeah. my
2: dad's from Chicago. Now he's lived in Pittsburgh for thirty some years, so he is. He likes the Steelers now more than right, than right. the Bears. He likes the Penguins more than the Blackhawks. While well, he'll still root for those Chicago mm-hmm. teams. He but not the Cubs. The Cubs are the Cubs are still his, his. You know, he, he loved baseball baby. growing up. The Cubs are still his team. And, yeah, I went to a lot of Pirates games with him growing up where I'm wearing the, the Pittsburgh P and he's wearing his Cubbies yep. gear. So I, I get like it. it. I should like they, it. Should they blitz more, though? Um. So this is the thing, man. I
1: personally don't want to be uh, – well, it's context. You're going to blitz because at times you're going to want to speed this team up. Jalen Hershey want to make him play faster at times. But it's a give and take. You don't do a ton of it because they have guys that win one on one, And when you're blitzing a lot, granted, you'll be able to take advantage of this offensive line. But if you're not getting to the quarterback prior to him getting rid of the ball, now you're just putting your DBs and competitive disadvantages. When I'm asking, hey, one-on-one, tackle A.J. Brown. One-on-one, tackle Devontae Smith. And if you don't, now they're going 50, 60 that's, that's the, the the give and take with it. I mean, no different than we play in Miami. I think very similar in terms of offenses, um, in terms of their structure, and in terms yeah. of identity. Yeah. I just think at the receiver position, Miami was faster. But I think here in Philly, they're more better on a snap-in and snap-out basis. Okay. Miami, Tyreek Kelly is very explosive. But generating him passes on a play-in and play-out basis is three-yard drags, and he has to make a guy miss and really go, you know? Um, J- uh, Jalen Waddle. We talk about him, how they work him. Very similar, right? Whereas when I look at Philly, man, AJ, he can take you deep. He can run across the middle, but he can also run the screen game. Yeah. You talk about Devontae Smith. He can legit take the top off the defense, but he can also get you across the middle as well. They're just really dynamic players that they're able to use in a more organic way. And I think that, uh, like I said, just across the board, man, when you try to blitz a ton and you allow those type of one-on-one guys and even a Dallas Goddard multiple one-on-one opportunities, you're playing with fire because you don't, it's not can you do it one time.
2: Sure, it's not can sure. you do it five times. You do it for three you have, hours. Yeah, you, know, you have
1: to do it for every time. Yeah, And all it takes is that one time, and now it's a touchdown. That's the give and take. But what I will say is this, man, I do like the combination of Blitz, and I love the combination of Tampa, too, which is where we run out of base where you'll see Robert Spillane or Miles Jack running the middle of the field deep. I like that because it switches it up. Um, I like two-man when we're in our sub package. well. I think when Arthur Milet comes on the field, we're in nickel. I love two-man because now we can still be very aggressive with their receivers and stuff like that, still have help over top. But I think, man, we really have to just win up front with our guys. And Cam Hayward, um, obviously Larry Ogunjobi, he's been questionable. Yep. I know he's, he's still yep. he's dealing with a – was it that knee, I think it is? I believe so. You know, but I just think that we have to win those matchups, man. We are talented enough to do it. I can look at them and say, "Hey, man, I've seen you guys do this before, but they have to do that." I I don't want to do a ton of the blitzing just because, like I said, I don't want to yeah. put our DBs in that situation where they have to tackle the catch every single time, or else.
2: I think that's well said because they got some dudes that can break some tackles. We're gonna get you would much rather have a slow bleed than yeah. than that fast a, like kill paper, shot. Paper cuts as man. opposed to yep. a machete. Mm-hmm. Machete. Machete.
1: Machete. Do you say machete or machete? Machete. Why your accent just get so thick? You like John? That's All right, Danny. T-
2: that's t- how <laughs> Danny Trevail. God damn. You ever seen From Dusk to Dawn? <laughs> We're going to get to our last break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll sing the Here We Go song. We'll get to your prediction tweets. We'll give ours. We'll catch up with Brian Bacco. It's a loaded final segment, cousins. So don't you dare go anywhere. We'll be back. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.